Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. You know, uh, share this with you. The message today is when you see Jesus, you see what matters. And, you know, I want to go back to last week. A lot of times when I speak, I drive home and I rip myself up about the message. And that's okay. And one of the reasons I do that is because I always say to myself, did I make it to where you can take it in your hand and use it? And when I talked about last week about wanting you to see people the way Jesus does. And I started, when I drove home, I thought, I, I didn't make it to where, to take it into where, how to do it. So what I want us to do today is how are we going to do that? How do we do that? How do we see Jesus and take Jesus and see people the way he does and hopefully change their life? And that's what we're going to look at today in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. When you see Jesus, you see what matters. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much that I hear so many times the way our church is growing, the way so many people watch online or YouTube. And Lord, everything comes back to you, your grace, your mercy, the hope that we have in you, whatever anybody's going through today. Let them see you. Let them rest in your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, as we read this, I want you to think about the writer of Hebrews is giving the example of the children of Israel. And now many of them were not able to go into the promised land because of one thing, because of disobedience. The younger people that were willing to believe, like Joshua and Caleb, were able to go in because Joshua and Caleb said, you know, we don't care how big the giants are. We don't care how hard it might be. We're going to trust in the Lord. And God blessed them, and they were able to go in. So that gives us an example. So Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. Let's read that first. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed, remember, by faith, we enter that rest. And as he said, so I swear in my wrath that they shall not enter my rest. Why? Because of that disobedience. 
although the works were finished from the foundation, sure, all those, the Lord's got it, he's got it handled, is what he's saying, if we just believe him. For he has spoken in a certain place in the seventh day in way God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in that place, they shall not enter my rest. Now listen to verse 6. says, therefore it remains that some must enter it. And those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. We have a, we have a, a choice whether we want to be obedient or disobedient. And it is, it is called sin. We think that we can win in life in our own way. And when we do that, we, we think that, okay, if I do this and I really hammer in and I get it, I can do this my own way and maybe I can cut corners. Ah, maybe this is a little bit wrong, but we get ahead. Wanted to give you a couple examples. I want to never remember a guy, multi, multi-millionaire, he's sitting on his $20 million jet and they are interviewing him because they want to interview him because he's so wealthy and he was younger and how did he made it. And uh, he sat there and you could tell he wasn't, well, I'm really happy. And he said, yeah, he said, I got it. I got it. I got everything I need. But I was, he didn't use the word disobedient, but I know what he was saying. I didn't see my family along the way. So I lost my family, but I'm a multimillionaire. I don't want us be like that. I don't want us to have sin to where <laughs> we win, like many people in the world, but we've been disobedient. I want to share this with you. I've never shared this before. <laughs> don't think any different of me when I tell you this story. It's 20 years old, and uh, I thought it would fit with us today. So, a couple of buddies of mine, we decided we're going to go to Daytona Beach. So we drive down. So, of course, not having much money, we stay at some junky hotel and uh, just had a terrible pull. So we decided three hotels down was a five-star hotel. We're going to go to that pool. So we did. <clears throat> so we've been down there, you know, we were down there and uh, it's great. We're there to pull. <laughs> and so... The lifeguard comes up, and it's, a, it's almost an Olympic-sized pool. He says, hey, he says, we're going to have a race today in the pool, and, and uh, anybody wants to get in the race? And, uh, <laughs> and Mark turns to me. He goes, hey, do that, do that. And uh, he didn't want to do it. He told me to do it. So, of course, we're not staying at the pool. So there's about eight people lined up on the pool. He, he whistles a bell, boom, I jump in the pool, and I'm a pretty good swimmer. So I take off, and we're, everybody's about even for about 25 yards, and I just shot fast everybody. Bam, I slept at the end of the pool, I win, okay? I jump out of the pool. Guy gives me uh, like a ribbon around my neck, and he gives me this huge bottle of champagne, okay? Now, I, I, hate, I, hate drink, I don't drink. And then listen to what he says. Hey, I just need to know what room you're staying in. 
So I quickly look over to the hotel. I remember this like yesterday. It's four stories. One, two, three, four. 308. I remember that to this day. He, <laughs> and he writes down 308. <laughs> now we went to the pool that day, the days after, and all I could think about is this guy's kind of come up to me every, any time, at any moment, and I'm in big trouble, okay? Every day. I won. <laughs> I went to champagne and threw it in the garbage can after nobody saw it. And uh, why, what was that all about? Why do I remember that to this day? Because I felt guilty about it. Because first of all, we're staying, <laughs> we're staying at some junky hotel where we're going to the nicest pool at Daytona. And every day I would think, I'm going to get in trouble. Now, when we win in life and we're disobedient, okay, once you get that, and we're disobedient, it's always there. Christian or non-Christian, you never get away from it. It is always there. You know what you did to get ahead was that right? No matter how you did it, there is a guilt there that you can't get away from. Let me add even on to that. Do you know that, think about this, us as a believer, you, I, I don't want to get down on you when I get ready to what I'm saying here, but how many times did I or you ask the Lord as a believer for forgiveness last week? Just sit there. I know when I do it, and I sit there, and I ask the Lord to forgive us, it's just like, bam, 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 bam. All these things come into my mind that I didn't think about, that I did, or I saw, or what I... I said, Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me. And there is a, there is a cleansing of that. You know what it does? It gives me rest. It, there's no comparison to it, is there? Is it... Have you seen all the, all the unrest in our world just like, do you see what's going on in France? Do you know in France, the unrest that's taken place and all the riots, do you know that in, in France, they have deployed 45,000 police officers all over France to stop this. Do you know in the Iraq war, over one deployment, there was no more than 45,000 troops sent to Iraq? at one deployment. And in France just now, just in that whole country, one country in all the world, it is complete unrest. And I couldn't help but think this one thing of all the world. Three-fourths of the world does not know Jesus. And has that, that something within them that they're hurting, that they're angry about, that, that there's unconfessed sin. And that's what we're seeing, whether it's in the United States or all over the world, that they don't know what to do with it, and nobody is telling them. That's why there's so much unrest. Because it's either a disobedience, it's unconfessed sin, or someone has hurt you so bad that you are so angry that you can't find that rest. That's why people are, that's why the world is the way it is today. And that's why we can't see what matters because we can't see Jesus first. 
When we are willing as believers to see Jesus exactly who he is and what he can do for our life, and we are willing by faith, hold that just for a minute, what does he do? Look at verse 11 and 12. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. You and I have to work towards that rest. We have to be willing to know that only Jesus can give us rest that we need. We have to be willing to confess our sin as believers every week. And then we have that calmness of knowing that he's got this. That's who he is. He continues to say, let us therefore be diligent to enter that lest that anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Hey, you know what? Hey, I'm telling you, for me and for you, you and I are this close away from falling flat on our face. Devil don't you want, doesn't want you to think that. And he wants to take you out more than anybody because you're a testimony for Jesus. Every week, We need to be willing every day to say, Lord, forgive me where I failed you. And he cleanses us. There's a calmness. There's a peace. And there's a rest. And when we have that, we can see what matters in this world. And how does that happen? You know, this one verse I'm getting ready to read that goes along with all this. It's always quoted by itself. But what the Lord wants us to understand with is that by faith we have to take this next verse and believe by faith what this verse says. All that leading up to that, all those that were disobedient to the children of Israel and only a few that were obedient because by faith they believed what God told them that he had given them that promised land. God has given you in whatever you're facing today the promised land and all the promises of this book. Listen to what it says. By faith we have to do this. Verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joint and of marrow and is to and a discerner of the thoughts in the intents of the heart. So what God is telling us in that verse, giving this example of the Old Testament of those who could obtain the promised land that didn't, they didn't believe what God's word was telling them, spoken. We have all this today. If you and I pick it up every week and read it and really believe what you just read, And it is so amazing because all of you are facing something different. And you are a child of God. And he's going to take exactly what you need in this book, which is true and living and a discerner of what you're thinking, what you're going through in your heart, and he's going to come with you and uphold you and tell you exactly what whether it's a temptation, whether it's a discouragement, or whether somebody's coming at you, whether it's a relationship. I don't know what it is, but he's going to calm you first with him, and then you can see other people. 
But you first have to be calmed yourself and what you're going through. And the way God does it, if you and I, by faith, it said that again and again, by faith, by faith, by faith, are willing to believe what you read this coming week. I can't do it for you. You can't do it for me. We have to all do it. And what do you hear me always say? How long does it take you to eat? Five minutes. How long does it take you and what you can get from God's word in five minutes? In five minutes, it is amazing what you can read. And you sit there and you dwell upon it. And it's so amazing. It's exactly for what you're going through that day. You confess what's going on in your life. And clearly and calmly, the Lord speaks to you. And then you see what matters. That's, that's who Jesus is. That's what he does with his work. Let's close with a couple more verses. I want you to look over in one of the verses I quote a lot of the times in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28. So what do we do then? What, what's the action plan? Well, Jesus says this is what we do. We go to him. We don't figure it out ourself. We don't try and do it ourself. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are labored and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, and I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, isn't there just a, when you read that, God is telling you whatever you're carrying today, whatever it is, you take it off, you go to Jesus, you give it to him, and in return, he comes upon you and he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And he will calm you in such a way, he says, you will have rest. What does it say in the Message Bible, which you hear me quote all the time along with this? He says, and I will teach you my unforced rhythm of grace. When you have God's grace and mercy and you quit beating yourself up and whatever's happening in your life, whatever, and you understand God's grace, you understand that you've been forgiven by his mercy and the cross of Calvary, man, there's a, there is a calmness and a cleanness that you have. Not as that multimillionaire sitting on his $20 million jet knowing that he's got everything in the world, but he's lost his family. I don't want to... I don't want to be that. I want to know what Jesus has for me. And the only way that has happens is if I go to him and I'm truly honest and confessing about what's going on in my life and saying, Jesus, I need your help. And I'm telling you, why is he there? To help you because of his grace we're saved by grace because of his grace and his mercy. That's why. 
What happens when we actually, the light comes on, and we actually realize that we confess this sin, and we try and go to him, and all of a sudden we start to feel this calmness in our life that, that he's got this. Well, here's what happens when we close. One of our church verses, Romans 5, 17. For if by one's man offense, death reigned through the one. We know what happened when Adam sinned. We know what happens when we sin. Much more than those who receive, not just grace, we receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Let me stop right there. Do you know that gift of righteousness? You know what it is? God shows you what you need to do next. He gives you a gift of what's the right way to do things. See, because you're a believer, he's going to give you, he's going to give me what I need next because of his righteousness and we're trying to live the right way. He's going to show you exactly what you need to do tomorrow and what you're facing and what happens as we close. When we see that and we know that we have his grace and his mercy. We will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. When you, when you arrest, you can finally see what matters and you can see other people. But if you're not at rest, and I'm not at rest, and there's so much turmoil in my life, and so much turmoil in your life, you will not be able to actually do what the Lord wants you to do. No matter what's going on in your life right now, God is telling you, if you want to see what matters, go to him. Let him calm you. Confess that sin and know by his grace and his mercy, he's going to show you what you need to do next. It is a gift that he gives you the right way to live. It is amazing. When we capture really what God has done for us, he's saying we will reign in life. You know what that means? Reign means it is part, we are part of a kingdom that lasts forever. What did Jesus say when he told us how to pray? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God wants to bring earth into heaven and heaven into earth with your life and my life and show you you are a part of a kingdom that lasts forever. The devil can't do anything to you to take that from you and you will reign in life. Your kingdom is a part of Jesus' kingdom. We reign because of him, and the devil never, never will ever win. He'll get at you. He'll hurt you. He'll try and bring you down and touch you from every angle. Don't get me wrong on that. He will. But he'll never win, ever. And you know what happens when you get through that battle and you win? You see what matters in this life.
And what matters is what we talked about last week, seeing other people. And God will take what you've been through, and you'll be able to share that with other people. And not only will you have the calm, the peace, but the confessed sin in your life, they will see a joy and a peace. And you'll give your testimony of what you've been through. And they will see such a joy and a peace. You'll bring others into this kingdom. That's what we're here for. Three-fourths of the world, think about it, has so much bitterness and unconfessed sin. That's why we see what we're seeing in our world today. They don't know Jesus and nobody's telling them. And we are seeing a suicide rate like we've never seen before. We have the responsibility and the opportunity to calm ourselves, to believe by faith who Jesus is. And when we do, and there's a strength that we begin to have. And God builds us through those battles that we've been in. And as he builds us through those battles, you will be able without a doubt to look at someone else. Say, hey, they look at you. Huh? I, I don't get it. You've been through the same thing I've been through. Huh? Why are you so calm? Why, why do you, see, always be ready to give an answer. For the hope that is in you. You don't have to go down and knock on every door and tell people they're dying and going to hell. That's not what I'm saying. Always be ready to give an answer because of your calmness, your rest, and your peace. Because you're going the same thing the people everybody else is going through. Man, you know that you're going to get through it. You know that God's already told you you're going to reign in life with him and you're part of a kingdom that lasts forever the Bible says we can lead others to him by what we've been through that's what matters let's pray You know, I was listening to Greg Laurie this week, great pastor, and it just reminded me what we do every week, and he always gives such a great invitation and an opportunity. And that's the same today. For all of those hundreds and hundreds of people that tune in on our broadcast every week and all the apps and YouTube and Facebook, and are listening to me, please. Man, Jesus is the way. <laughs> There's no other way. And he will give you the peace. No one's told you that. You're trying to figure it out. You don't want to live anymore. You don't want to do this anymore because it's just too much. I want you to know, if you don't try and figure it out, if you just believe what I'm telling you today, by faith, trust him. Know and believe this book, God's word. What does it say? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. <laughs> Everyone, anybody 
shall be saved. That's what you have to do. All you got to do is believe. Pray this prayer with me. Just believe right now that Jesus sent his son to die on a cross for your sin and be willing to accept him in your heart. Pray with me. Jesus, I believe you're God's son. I believe you came into this world and you shed your perfect blood on the cross at Calvary for me. And right now, I don't understand everything, Lord. But right now, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. Forgive me, Jesus. Cleanse me from all of my sins. Save me. I believe you died on that cross for me. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. Father, we, we love you, Lord. I thank you for our fellowship here in City Church. Lord, how you miraculously brought us together nine years ago, I still can't figure it out. But you're working. And you're changing lives. You're building your kingdom forever. Lord, if there's someone here today, may a friend bring a friend or a family member, and I will show them in your word, and they can accept you just as I prayed with those that are watching today. As Ben leads us, in this invitation time, in Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on the cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son and you came and lived a perfect life and you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know 
that will contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.